angry, like pouty children denied their candy. I laugh right at them. Welcome to Music Raygun. My name is Paul Ciampanelli. My name is Kirk Pinchon. And this is the show for which every episode we choose a musical topic, then watch video clips about that topic and talk about the clips. Right, Kirk the Jerk? A hundred percent hurtful. Hey, it's not my nickname for you. <laughs> I have heard it many times yeah. over the years. The first time I ever met your daughter, Lily, when she was like eight years old. <laughs> yeah. And we played basketball. Oh, yeah, at the old office, yeah. Way and she point. was trying to psych you out, and she started going, Kirk the Jerk! Kirk the Jerk! That's right. And it was the cutest and thing, thing I'd ever seen. That's right. Very sweet. I'm feeling shame, mm -hmm. not because of what you just said, because I have no idea what the... You have no idea? No. I'll say it one more time if you want. Yeah. They get so angry, like pouty children, denied their candy, I laugh right at them. They get so angry, like oh, pouty children, denied their candy, I laugh right at them, I know what boys like, I know what guys want. Yeah. Fucking waitresses. waitresses. So good. They're very good. Uh, yes. I love them. When you mess with the cadence, it gets more difficult it's, to hear. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Once you hear the cadence, you're like, I know it exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, that was great, Paul. I was very happy when I thought of that one because it's such a great song. And I wanted something special for our season finale. Season Kurt. finale. Our long-awaited season finale. People are wondering, will they or won't they? We will never top this season in terms of its length. Because it came during a global pandemic. <laughs> That's right. So technically, this season started pre-pandemic. It start this season technically started March twenty twenty. I think maybe February or even yeah. January. Yeah, That's depending. Right. Because I mean the the lines of demarcation for seasons is every thirteen episodes. Yes. Every thirteen episodes, we do a B sides. Yes, and a, the B sides is the season finale, and the B sides is when we return to the topics from that season. Yes, to cover them again. We flip the record over. Yeah, yeah, and we and we take one more bite of those apples. <laughs> Ooh, mixed metaphors, wonderful. Yes. But uh, in the middle of this season, we had a year worth of pandemisodes. <laughs> yeah. We really did. That really stretched it out time-wise. Yep. I had an epic run in the mini-episodes. <laughs> yes, Setting you did. a record for wins and Ooh. eating chocolate and peanut candy. Lots of emotions going on. Season 7 was a real fucking journey. <laughs> it's right. We're finally wrapping it up tonight. That's right. It was all a dream. Yeah. Pandemic never happened. That was the finale. Uh, with only one topic from before the pandemic started. Oh, my God. And then... All the topics we did after we started, when we reconvened yes. after the pandemisodes. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's just kick it off. All right. Uh, the first episode we're going to be talking about is dance. Oh, I, you brought that up and mm -hmm. I, I almost emailed you back and I was like, hey, Paul, mm -hmm. I think you're wrong. I don't think we did dance in this season, but we did. We That's did. How it's long just, it, was. it was a long time ago. It's crazy. It's the last time that uh, Isabel came to visit yeah. us and did a dance episode oh with us. Oh my God, that's insane. And it was Dance 5. Wow. We'll have another dance episode, hopefully sooner rather yeah, than later. Absolutely. We haven't talked to Isabel in a long time. Yeah, we need to bring her back. Uh, but what did you pick for this oh, dance B-side? This is weird. Mm -hmm. The song we all know. Great song. I love this. this. is my favorite Grandmaster Flash in the Furious. It's technically Grandmaster Melly Mel in the Furious Five. Yeah. Uh, White Lines. Mm -hmm. Love the song. Love it more than uh, The Message, in my opinion. Yeah. Anti-drug songs aren't usually this cool. Yeah. 
They're usually things that were presented to me in elementary school at assemblies and shit like that. But, <laughs> exactly. But this is a cool anti-drug song. This is like, and it's funky and it's disco-y and mm-hmm. you can dance to it. Yeah. It's great. Now, the reason why I put it on, I did not know that there was an official video for this. Because I thought, oh, it's just a little too early. Mm-hmm. There's an official video. It's weird. And there's some dance in it? It's all dance mm-hmm. for the most part. Okay. But it's, you'd be like, oh, so there's breakers. No. It's all modern dance. Well, that's weird because breakdancing was a thing at yeah. the time of this hit. Yes. So I'm very curious it's, to see. It's all modern dance. Mm-hmm. All like. What do you mean by modern dance? Modern dance. Like, like ballet? Like, no, like contemporary. Okay. So that would be like kind of like stuff that's in has jazz into it, but it also has a little bit of ballet. Mm-hmm. It's like the little bit of Martha Graham, Isadora Duncan, all the like the modern dancers. Okay. So you're gonna look at these dancers, you're like, well, these are professional dancers in like dance apparel. Yeah. Why are they dancing in the hip hop video? In the hip hop video. And there's at one point it gets really ridiculous. You're like, what is happening? And okay. It. Let's check it out. Yeah. It looks way old, too. I mean, it's almost 40 years old. Yeah. So there's a drug dealer walking through <laughs> the studio. An actual drug dealer. Yeah. Like, the video hasn't even... Fun, there you go. So you'd think he'd be, like, going through, like, a street. But no. It's it's a dance troupe. He's dealing to the dance troupe. Yes. Yeah, that baseline, though. Baseline's silly. So this is all like modern contemporary. Yeah. Vision dreams of passion. Like there's a ballet bar. They're wearing dance leotards. They're doing like professional modern dance moves. Do you think it's yeah, I don't know. Is it because it's a message song? Were they trying to legitimize hip hop somehow by don't know. Maybe they wanted it to be a little more serious yeah so it, if it's breakdancing maybe it's a little too not silly but it's not as serious right so they're in a dance they're in a green room I mean and he, they're like giving cocaine to dancers in a green room which is weird I mean I'm sure that dancers did plenty of coke in my <laughs> sure so what now they're doing both yeah Frosted, There's a box of Frosted Flakes. Get it? Get it? <laughs> it's just weird that it's dancers doing it. Not that dancers didn't do blow at this time. Of course they did, because everyone was doing blow. But so far, nothing that we've seen makes doing blow look like anything but awesome. Yes, because it looks great. Great looking dancers look like they're having a great yes. time doing rails and, in the green room. And now they're freaking out dancing down the stairs. Are they freaking out? It just looks like they're having fun. Oh, they're fun. having fun, yeah. They're not they haven't are, lost Are there going to be any consequences for doing the I white line? I don't think so, if I remember correctly. I didn't never saw this video until about three months ago. I never yeah. saw it on MTV or anywhere else. Like a comically huge line rail over that woman's entire yes. back and yeah. Oh, is she dead? Oh, she Are they implying that she's dead? Yeah. Okay, so then they're not... Because up until this point, it was kind of like saying, white lines, don't do them. <laughs> or maybe if yeah. she's pretty. But no, she dead. Okay, so she, yeah. Yeah. Message received. <laughs> Got it. So that was just a weird... like, And now he's outside in 
That's got to be Times Square, obviously. Yeah. But 80s Times Square. But 80s Times Square. Giuliani yeah, Times Square. Which is a hellhole. Yeah. Coke. coke. Oh, because Coke. It's Coke. Get it? So, what happened to the dancers? Are they all dead? I don't know. Did he kill them all? This is a very confusing video. Mm-hmm. Also, the band's not in it. No. This is a very arty video it's for, very arty. for early hip-hop. Exactly. And now they're back to dancing. Yeah. Very artily, back in the studio. This is very... Here's how to explain it. Yeah. This dancing very, in a good way, very Alvin Ailey. Yeah. So, it, to me, it's a disconnect with the song, and it makes it weird. I mean, the song is not for... It's, it's hip-hop, but it's not very hip-hop. You know what I mean? Well, it's hip-hop. It's got a kind of a disco bass it, line. It does. It's so now bad. they finally bring him in. And they're not yeah. that good. What, the dancers? They're okay. Yeah. I can't tell the difference. They look like they're doing... It's weird to me that they put them at the end. Yeah. And they're still kind of doing... Now they're on the street, though. Yes, but they're doing contemporary moves. They're doing Alvin Ailey moves. They're not yeah. breakdancing there. Well, because now they're ghosts. Ghosts don't break dance. Oh, dance. that's right. That's, that's you know that bro- ghosts can't break dance. That's true. I should have remembered that. Yeah. That's how to fight it. Don't buy it. But they sure seem happy. So they're like, yeah, we died for Modine, <laughs> but it's worth it. It was great. We love it. So, <laughs> lesson is, Coke is awesome and it makes you dance. That's my takeaway. I mean, I think that's everybody's takeaway. Look, they're all dead. They're all dead on the street. Yeah. Don't do it. White lines. Yeah, that was weird. It was very weird. But it was cool, and the song, even if the video sucked, which it didn't, the song is great. Yeah, it's just a weird disconnect to me of yeah. these Alvin Ailey dancers doing blow and then just dancing around. <laughs> How did you discover the video after not knowing about it for so long? Uh, algorithm. Oh, it, it was served to you. It was served to ah, me. Ah, okay. Yeah, served to me. Hey, look, I, sometimes I'm, I hate... The idea of algorithms, yeah. but they're often right. That's I mean, why they exist. It worked because yeah. I was like, "Wait, there's a white lines video. Is it like fan made? Let me see this." And I was like, "No, this no, is it was official." Real. Yeah, yeah. All right, the next clip is also yours. This is the B side for our college rock episode. Ooh, but you picked one that I was like, "Oh, I'm," you know, because we both. I told you to pick one for every yeah. category, and I'd see which ones we take. And yeah. I was like, "Well, there's no way." Kirk's going to pick something for college rock <laughs> that I don't have something I like better for. But you picked <laughs> such a good one. Oh, yay. It's such a surprising choice that this is... I like it when our B-sides overlap and can serve multiple yes. topics. This is also an off-brand pick for you. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> this is this is like... Is this the influence of Anne on you? Is this... It's it's influ- it's Susan, Susan the Banshees. Yeah, it is. And um, it's an anne influence. Because she loves them. Yeah. But it's also that I have a passion. Crush on Susie? No, I love already <laughs> dark-haired women. Yeah. That's kind of my thing. Yeah. I married an already dark-haired woman. Mm-hmm. So 
all the girls that I loved in high school and college. Loved Susie and the Banshees. Yes, and so I know yeah. them, and I was like, oh, well, yeah. now I like Susie and the Banshees. And they legitimately do. Sure, so do I. Yeah. yeah. I, I. This is also, I mean, this is a big hit for them. This is 1985. Yeah. Which puts it squarely in the college rock era. Yeah. But I like the early stuff, too, which is a little more gothy and uh, yeah. even punk. Uh, but this is uh, this is very dancey. This is Cities and Dust. <sighs> I love this song, which is very cool. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen the video for it. I didn't really know of the video. I just love the song. I think I've danced to the song. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think in '89 or something, they had was it like Peekaboo or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was a big hit too. But this is very, very college rock, and just makes me think of arty smoking cigarettes, long haired. Justin Black. They weren't on 4 AD, but they may as well have been. Oh, I always think of you and Ann about that. Because yeah. I'm like, what is that? And he always takes me saying, I was like, oh, Dad, that's the record label. This is so college rocky. This is, yeah. Oh. They were making 1992 music videos in 1985. They really were. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. She's so cool. That voice. Yes, this is unique, ain't you? So there's like lava flowing. Yeah. And then there's Susie. But like, it is 1985, so this is getting a lot more poppy than the early stuff. This is definitively like poppy played at a dance club. And that's probably why I love it the most. It's like pop goth. It's very college rock. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. I was like, wow, I can't... I, it beats anything I picked for the Oh, that's great. Record, so. I mean, even the name Susie and the Banshees. Yes, S I O U X S I E. Yes. Susie. Susie. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a great college rock name. Yeah. Ugh. So many flooding memories. I've never heard anyone be like, Susie and the Banshees sucks. They're just great. Yeah. yeah. I would say you either just have no idea who they are, you've yeah. like never heard them, or you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a music nerd's band. Yeah, definitively. Yeah. I've also been listening to them a lot recently because Halloween wasn't too long ago, and they have, not only are all their songs appropriate for Halloween... But they have a song called Halloween. Oh, I didn't know that. Trick or treat, trick or treat. <laughs> That's genius. It's Halloween. This yeah, it's video very... is definitively Halloweeny. Sure. Yeah. It's got skeletons and spooky and spooky footage. Footage. Just spooky yes. footage. And fire and lava. Yeah. It's even... just goth. It's yeah. just pure goth. I love it. And I don't even know who the Banshees are. Honestly, I don't either. I don't know if the Banshees have stayed consistent or if it's one of those things where it's like, Susie and the Banshees are Susie Sue and whoever her band is. Yeah, you that's know? kind of... I've the way that the pretenders the are like, it's uh, it's Chrissy Hind and her band. Yeah. Like, whatever. Is, whoever she's come up yeah. with. Yeah. But yeah, just... Uh, girls smoking close cigarettes. Oh, long man. hair. We're both the same in, in that even though you and I have different aesthetics and yes. taste, we both love gothy theater chicks. Yes. And do not 
fit that aesthetic at all no. ourselves. No. Yeah. No. So I have no idea how I, I yeah. married me. Yeah, you got lucky. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's I, just weird. I always loved those girls and had nothing to offer them. Like, no appeal to them. <laughs> like, yeah. I was well, not a, actually a goth dude. I like goth music. Yeah. And I like that aesthetic on other people, but yes. I never adopted it for myself. Same. Although I did try smoking cloves for a little which while, rough. which are... They're, they're nice, but I felt subconscious, like, yeah. I can't pull this off. I'm just posing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, typically, goth girls were... Uh, shy and unapproachable. Yes. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. So they were shy and they're also like, fuck off, get out. Right. They were going to be mean to me, which is irresistible. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they and they would go to shows at Club Hell and Providence. <laughs> That's right. You go to which Teen is a little, Which is a little on the nose for the name of a goth club. What was it called again? Club Hell. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's not even trying. <laughs> that is not, not even trying. <laughs> But that's what we had. It's oh, long gone, I think. But that's but great. Yeah. yeah. So we're all, you know, most of the girls I went to high school with would go to like go to see fish at the civic oh. center when they'd come around. No. But uh, the girls that I had crushes on would go to like Thursday nights at Club Hell. Oh yeah, see school <laughs> nights. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was like '80s night at Club Hell. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And that's what Susie and the Banshees reminded 100%. me of. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, all right, it's time for one of mine. All right. And this is uh, music videos from 1979 to 1981. Oh, this will be interesting to see what you pull. And I picked one from 1979. Okay. And it kind of over... This one also kind of overlaps with College Rock, because you picked this band for College Rock. You picked a 1989 single from them. This is an earlier one from oh, wow. 1979. And this is XTC. Oh! And this is in my top five, possibly top three, maybe even number one favorite XTC song. I did not even know they were around in 79. They've been around since like 77? Wow. To me, I was like, oh, they must have started in 85. No, 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 no. They were like early, like sort of punk aligned new wave. Oh, okay. And in fact, this song, this is also not an Andy Partridge song. This is a Colin Moulding song. Mm-hmm. And he said, this was the song where like any connection that we had to punk mm-hmm. disappeared when we were, when we recorded this song. Because this is very like power poppy. Oh, okay. Yes. This is Ooh. Life Begins at the Hop. <laughs> that, that, from 1979? That's from 1979. And it's got Whoa. a, it's got a video of the band just like performing the song. With a bunch of, like, dancing girls around them. Mm-hmm. And it has a bunch a bunch of disconcerting close-ups of, like, Colin Moulding singing it and, like, being too in his teeth. <laughs> and, and by which I mean, like, clearly just the camera operating sta- operator standing in front of Colin and, like, mm-hmm. zooming in by moving the camera too oh, close okay. to him. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, and then scenes of the band driving a fake car. Hmm. Very early music I was about to say, very, like, we don't know what we're doing. But a super catchy song and a great, like, outro that always, like, grabs me. Um, I don't know if you like this or not. All right. But you've you've been hooked by a lot of power pop that I've brought to the show in the past. You brought Don Lemon. Yeah. Jeez, I've been listening to it all week. Oh, it's great. Right now it's a maybe. Right now I'm like, you know what? 
Oh my god, that's ecstasy in 1979. Yeah, that's Andy Partridge. Oh my god. I mean, they had a lot of growth and change over the course of their career, for this, sure. Yeah, this is hard. I'm not saying I hate this. I mm-hmm. still don't know yet. This does not sound like ecstasy to me at all. Right. This is really like a bridge to their early, like, really angular punk influence stuff yeah. to their... Mu- I don't need a close-up of Colin Mullen. I don't. I like this video, though. Yeah. No budget. I love the dancing girls. Yeah. They're not, like... They're not, like, sexualized, but they are sexy. They're dressed in, like, glamour, sexy clothes, but they're not dancing. They're dancing just kind of fun. And they're all holding, like, fake cardboard instruments. It's very wacky. Yeah. And and he typically is just looks like a huge dork. Yeah, yeah. With his short sleeve dress shirt and khakis. I would love if this was ever possible. Yeah. Someone from the future in the eighties goes back in time and goes, "Hey, you guys, one day are gonna do a song called Dear God." Yeah. Oh. And they're gonna be like, "What? The worst." Yeah. Yeah, except Andy would be like, "Is it a song about atheism?" <laughs> Then I probably wrote it. That must have been me. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, like, I love King for a Day and Mayor of Sympathy. This is nothing like that. Yeah. Great little guitar solo. I like this guitar solo. That's my favorite part so far. What is They're it? just having fun. And they're breaking the, the carpet guitar. That's very clever. Yeah. I want to know what he's doing to get that sound. Is he just... I think muting. he's muting the strings okay. to get like, I like ghost that. notes. Yeah. To me, this—you you said it right. This is very power pop. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why you like it. I don't hate it. It's pretty good. Yeah. This is this is right up my alley. Yeah. Before they got too pretentious, but let me ask you this. Let me throw yeah. this out at you. Mm-hmm. Do you think? That if someone said, without looking at or knowing, if you heard the song and someone said, oh, this is the Knack, would you be like, okay? No. Okay. But I did hear it on the radio, on college radio, without having heard it before and not realizing it was XTC. Okay. And being surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't think it's the Knack. Okay. This scene, I think I picked the Knack because they were like big around this time. Yeah. But like, this to me is like, are we sure? Are we sure this is ecstasy? I think the knack is too American and this still feels British to me. Okay, that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Andy, Andy's such a dweeb. He is. This is wacky dancing. You can, is that dancing? Yeah, I guess for him. <laughs> Cute girl. This is the part I love. Yeah, this is good. I'm really digging that guitar. Yeah. Oh, look at that. The car fell apart. <laughs> it was just chairs. That was a... That was... Eye-opening. And, it, yeah, I think it's a great example of what music videos looked like before yes. music videos were a thing. Yeah, because it was... Again, it was that 79. There yeah. wasn't MTV yet. So MTV probably got it three years later and played the shit out of it because that's all they had. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's XTC, it's like... You get a little bit of Andy vibe of, like, I'm too cool for this. Mm-hmm. And Colin, like, really just being into it. Because yeah. he finally got a song as an A-side. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he finally got a single. <laughs> and it's way better than any of Andy's. So, well, I don't know. That's a strong statement. That's a strong statement. Yeah. 
But uh, I really like that song. and I, I don't hate that song at all. Yeah, and I thought that video fit our look at early videos. Really oh, well. yeah. yeah. That was a perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've got another one up. All right. We, we talked about this one, I think, after we stopped recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was talking about it for whatever reason. I was like, oh, and it's got a saxophone solo. And it was the night we recorded... Saxophone. The saxophone episodes. Yeah. So this is the saxophone 2 B-side. Yes. And even though it doesn't lead with the saxophone, it's got a saxophone solo in it that I love. Yeah. And, uh, oh, no, 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 it wasn't the saxophone episode when we talked about it. It was uh, the um, the music video director, the Julian Temple episode. Yes. Because in that episode, we finished the show looking at Save It For Later. That's right, yes. By oh. the English beat. Yes. But I think it was after we stopped recording that I said, that's not... Or maybe it was during the recording, I said, that's not even my favorite version of this song. Yes, you and said I love it. this song. Yeah, and then you asked off, off pod, yeah. you showed it, and I was like, this is fucking great. I did show it to you already, yes. uh, but I said, well, let's let's talk about it on the show. Yeah. And it's uh, a live cover of Save It For Later by Pete Townsend mm-hmm. from The Who. Uh, and this is from... He first released it as a live album called Deep End Live in 1986. And then he released a video of the entire concert that the live album was recorded off of. And that concert video was called Live Brixton Academy 1985. So this is from a live concert in 1985 when Pete Townsend was like 40. Yeah. And the song wasn't even that old yet. But by this point, the English beat had broken up. Yeah, they might have been only like two or three years old, this song. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's 1982, and this is three years later. But he he mentions in the intro to the song that, like, this band doesn't exist anymore, but it was one of my favorite bands. It's amazing and very cool that Pete Townsend's like, I fucking love this band, and I love this song, and we're going to do a cover. But it starts off, he he makes it, it's a little bit more of emotional, it's less Mm -hmm. poppy. It starts off with just him and his acoustic guitar. And he's got some background singers who add some really yeah. nice touch to it. And then a bass comes in like halfway through. And then it's got a saxophone. And then the sax comes in. Like, ah, yeah, I get it now. And even the original had saxophone in it, but it was more like, you know, rock and roll sax. Yeah. This is really 80s sax. Yeah. And it makes the song a lot more like sort of touching. And I really like it. Like version. you said, it makes it more of a statement. Yeah. So now, because, well, it's also, it's a song. That was originally recorded by a man in his 20s who wrote it when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And this version is being performed by a middle-aged man. Yes. In a way that makes it seem a lot more wistful. And yes. You can see how, like, he's got, he's he's putting a little bit more of his life experience into his performance of the song. Yes. That makes it a lot different. It's a mood. So it's Save It For Later by Pete Townsend. I remember this when you showed this afterwards. It was really good. Yeah. a lot. They did a song uh, which I wanted to play tonight and Dave Wakelin sent me the words and the tuning which is very interesting tuning. It's interesting how he said phrases that. Mm. Interesting tuning. I never could have figured it out myself. I had to ask Dave Wakelin. Yeah. He said the Velvet Underground used to use it. It helps to be Pete so, Townsend. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I get what you're yeah. saying. Well, I meant just like he can just reach out to Dave Wake. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. What tuning did you use? Oh, thanks. Also, just now you go, wow, Dave Wakeling was like for real. Yeah. It's got a weird tuning and yeah. it's sort of plucked and. Two dozen 
uh, really does make it more wistful. Yeah. Yearning. I always love when Pete would sing on on Who songs. I like his voice better I like than Roger. I like uh, My Love Open the Door. Yeah. Remember he had like Face to Face? That was a good song. So what you're saying is Who didn't need Roger Daltrey. I am saying that. It could have been a trio. I am saying that. Oh. I love the background so yeah. It 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 you realize how beautiful of a song it is yeah. from this version. Whereas the original like this is a great fun song, I love it. Yeah. No, it just holds up as a great song. Yeah. Written by a sixteen year old. That's just like <laughs> how the fuck did Al How is that possible? I think, I think we're getting ready for the sax. It's coming oh, up, I think, after the chorus, yeah. I'm curious if he, like, if Townsend never, like, kept this in his repertoire as... He still he does it? Yeah, maybe. when he was still There are other versions of him doing it, so okay. it wasn't just a one-off thing. Yeah, he must really love this song. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> That's I don't so know who good. the sax player is, some David Sanborn looking guy, but Yep. Just killing it. Yeah. Really truly a Dave Sanborn looking guy. Yeah. And he's got the uh not like the, somewhere somewhere between Lou Reed and David Sanborn. Yeah. Uh the the shades. Yeah. I also love um a basic stage presentation like no colored lights all over the place just yeah you let the song do the talking to you why we should suffer all this I can't see things to find a reason just hold my hand while I come to a decision on this 16 I like how, like, we're going to have a little more sax. We're oh, yeah. We're yeah. not done with the sax yet. Not only did he write it when he was a teenager, but he had to sit on it for years because the other dude in yeah. the band was like, it's not ska. It's not ska enough. <laughs> we're ska band. It's too, it's too pop. No one's going to like it. Yeah. One of the best pop songs ever yeah. written. A song that Pete Towns is like, this is fucking yeah. great. And like, yes, it blows me away that a teenager wrote this song, but I'm also sort of blown away by considering the fact that Pete Townsend at this point, in the mid-80s, the who far behind him is the age that I am now. Like, yeah, you know what it's I mean? crazy. Like, oh, he's so young. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> no, he's a middle-aged man, yeah, like no, me. He's, yeah. he's a middle-aged dude in the 80s. Yeah. But then putting some saxophone, that's what's great, too. He's like, you know what? No, we're going to put sax in this. Yeah. Because it's there's more sax in his version than I think there is in the original. Yeah, it's a smoother sax. Yeah, and it's but it is very much like a now middle aged boomer in the eighties doing like a more mature. Yes, you know, 
Yeah. And sure, he did this right after Magic Bus at the concert that this is. Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, I just really love that version. That's a great version. And the guitar, I mean, the, the sax is just like the perfect touch of color. To yeah, yeah, it's it's the perfect amount. Too. Yes. It's not too smooth. It's not, doesn't take over the song. Yeah. It's just really good. So that's the sax B-side. Look at that. Uh, okay, the next one is a, another one of my picks. But it's an off-brand pick. Ooh, an off-brand Paul. Yes. This is a clip from Night Music. <sighs> AKA Night Music. Sunday Night. Yeah. I think we've only watched one or two clips from Night Music before. We did... We did Lou Reed doing Walk on the Wild Side. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, the guy... Was it Leonard Cohen? Oh, Leonard Cohen with Sonny Rollins. That's right. Yes. We did do that on yeah. the show. This clip is actually from the same episode as the one that Lou Reed was on. Oh, okay. And the woman we're about to see perform, we saw us sing back, back up on that Walk on the Wild Side. Oh, okay. But she's, uh, her name's Katie Webster. I doubt you've ever heard of her. Because mm-hmm. she's a boogie-woogie blues uh, oh. piano player. Okay. Which is, I'm guessing, not really to your taste. Mm, probably not. Nor is it really to mine. Uh, yes. It's a style of music that's not my favorite. But I rewatched this episode of, of Night Music recently and I was like, oh, she's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. She's having a lot of fun on stage. She's real charming. And I liked it. All right. And even though Boogie Woogie isn't really my thing, yeah. I thought this was fun. All right. So I don't expect you to like this, but I think you'll like her. That's all I want. And this is from 1989. This is uh. Katie Webster doing Hooey Sweet Daddy. <laughs> okay. That's a boogie-woogie sound. Yeah. Oh, fucking night music. Oh, you get to see David Sanborn introduce him. God, he's so cool looking. (laughs) Fucking love him. And now a woman who for many years toured as Otis Redding's opening act and who has recently had great success. It's amazing that the show is on there. I know. Please welcome Katie Webster. Thanks, Lord Michaels. And I don't say that unironically. Exactly. We say that. Wow, look at this. This is some boogie-woogie going on. And you get to see Sanborn playing some, like... Some hot sex. Yeah, yeah, some hot yeah. some hot blues boogie woogie sex. She's already in charming as fuck. Yeah. This is one of those songs that I'm guessing the guys in the band, yeah, because it's pretty straightforward blues, so they're probably like, we got this, but oh my god, is this fun for us? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She plays with the biggest smile on her face. Yeah. And she's a good piano player. She's got a great voice. Yeah. Yeah, just classic blues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could sit in on bass on this. It's real straight. It's just 12 bar blues. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. All right. Oh, solo on sax. Just some Sanborn yeah. action. So this also doubles as I a love sax B side. David Sanborn, man. Love that dude. Not a style you get to see him play like this very much. Yeah, often. no, not at all. <laughs> she is so happy. Yeah. That's great. This is one of those things where if I was at an outdoor food festival and they had a band that's, and they were playing that's this that's exactly what it sounds like to me I would probably kind of veer away because <laughs> like I don't know really here but she is making it but I thought you were going to say like in that context you would enjoy it because you know you're outside you're having fun 
I would never listen to this at home. I would. But I would stay the, as long as it took for me to get my food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, she's playing the shit out of it. Yeah, Jeez. she really is. God damn. You gotta love the side pony too. Yeah, that's cute. Oh my gosh, she's hammering away at this piano. It's yeah. great. This makes me think of how Jay Mascus has said, like, all his songs are just, like, an excuse for him to get to have a guitar solo. Oh, yeah. I feel like her songs are like, this is, I've got a piano solo. Yeah. And then, yeah. We'll, we'll do I'm this. a piano player. And yeah. This is just... We'll do this stuff in the beginning, you'll like it, and then yeah. I get to do my piano. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Like, this is also, like, I wouldn't want to go to a Katie Webster concert. No. But it's perfect as one song in an episode of Night Music. Like, Lou Reed's going to do a song. Yeah. Alan Toussaint's going to do a song. Yeah. And Katie Webster will do a song. It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be done. Every, also, as I said, the rest of the band is just, like, having a ball. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. But the rest of the band is, is one of the great reasons to watch Night Music. Yeah. The, the in-house band. What a so fucking good. great gig that was yeah. doing. Sanborn's crew. Yeah. Handpicked. Yeah, you knew how it was going to end. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's how every blue song yeah. ends. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that was actually fun. That's fun. Yeah. Kent, it's not not either of our type of music, but no. it's undeniably fun. Yeah. You and can't... undeniably great musician. Yeah, you cannot deny her yeah. at all. Yeah, a lot of uh, very positive force. There. Yeah. Okay, I got another one before you get another turn. All right. This is the B-side for our Child Stars episode. And when I realized I hadn't brought this to the table in the first place, I was so angry at myself (laughs) because I have said many times on this show that this is my favorite song. Oh boy, now I'm trying to think. I don't even know how else to introduce it other than to say, this is Lip Gloss by Lil Mama. Oh, fuck! God damn it, that's right. Yeah, she was 17 when she what made the... this. So she counts for the child stars. Why didn't I have this what on that episode? What the fuck have we been doing? I know. <laughs> so we watch the video for... I've talked about it so many times. Yeah. And we've never actually listened to it or watched the oh video. Oh my god. It never even occurred to me that that we would put her on. Ah, yeah. Shame on us. So many times I've talked about how much I love Lil Mama. On and off pot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I unironically love Lip Gloss. Uh, this song is fucking great. From 2007. Great beat. She's a great rapper. She's yeah. just a kid. And not only is it like, yes, technically she was a child star, but the video is set in a high school. Yes. So it's got a bunch of like, well, probably 20-year-olds yeah. pr- dressed as high schoolers. But And then the beat is that really simple beat. Like, but they do, literally do, have do. Uh, the kids like in sync opening and closing their lockers yeah, to really make it cool. sound like it's the sound this of the lockers. This is a great video and a great yeah. dance video. And it's one of those videos where the song stops in the middle so that little Mama can freestyle and do a verse that's not on the record. Oh, yeah, like the Eric Abadou one we saw. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, so this video, right. this has just got it all. This is so good. And how come it's taken us over more than 90 episodes to get to this? Shame on us. So, yeah, little Mama. I forgot. And it also starts with a little, like, sketch. I haven't seen this video in a minute. Yeah. And then you know what's great too? It's just about fucking lip gloss. Yeah. That's all about. Mama, what's wrong? I just wanted to. So, so Lil Mom is in her car before school with her mom. And they have a little chat. Mama, what's wrong? 
I just want to be a part of the cool crowd. <laughs> I just feel like I don't have what it takes. I have something here for you. <laughs> lip gloss, gloss on a chain. Work for me. And like it's a magic gold. lip. Yeah, it's magic, magic lip gloss. Yeah. Cause if I that. Go, <clears throat> oh, this is so good. Go. Still holds up. Like not dated. No, it's awesome. It's in that same vein of uh, Tipsy by Jay yeah. Clark, which he also was 17, uh, and that could have been one I didn't of these. Realize too. Too. I did love yeah. that song. I think I like this a little better, but still. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> She's so confident at 17. Laughing about makeup it. and being the best. Yeah. Vote for class president. I'd vote for her. Yeah. She's so cool. So good. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think at least I, because I know like Lily and Theo know this song. Yeah, I think it's just a, it's just it's a, an kind eternal of a classic. Yeah, yeah, classic. Like Lily was like born the year this came out, but yeah. she knows it. <laughs> it's so hooky. It's so 2007 too. Yeah. The graphics and the the high school outfits, yeah, the vibes. Yeah. Uh, and as I said when we did this episode, like, pop music is for teens, so yes. it should be for and about and by teens, yes. and this is the, the perfect distillation of all, all of it. Yeah. It's so cool. There's four things I know about you. <laughs> yeah. What you know about me? It's... It's such a cool yeah. fucking thing to say nowadays. She's like, what you know about me? Yeah. So and there's, it, the, the entire song is just beat. Yeah. It's just the beat and the hand claps. Uh, That's it. Yeah, it's all it needs. There's never a bass drop or anything. Nope. It's just this. Doesn't need it. Nope. Oh, it's such a good dance. And there's a, scene, there's a scene toward the end where a, a bunch of, a couple of girls are doing double dutch in the gym. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's what this song is. It's yeah. a double dutch chant. 100%. Oh. Oh. Here it is. Yeah, this is another record. No, not at all. This is good. She, I wish she had a couple more hits. I don't yeah, know anything she, else by her. It's sort of a one-hit wonder, yeah. but I mean, it's all you need, really. Will and Bob's, and then back into the sun. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, this is the this verse where she goes to the principal's office. Oh, yeah. McClarson. Because I must admit, that bubble gum is popping. It's popping. <laughs> she thought she was in trouble, but the principal just wanted her lip gloss. That's all. This is my favorite part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basketball players. I mean, it's got everything. Gym class, dancing in the hallways, Lip going loss, to the principal's office. Dust. Yeah, here's the double dash. Uh, it's a great video too. Yeah, so awesome. It's gonna be my head forever now. But I never get like annoyed by no. this being stuck in my head. <clears throat> yep. Like you said, how does how did anyone have that much confidence in seventeen? So I mean, just no fear. This is the best. This lip gloss is popping. Look at me. Mama wasn't the lip gloss; it was you all along. 
know, but... Wow. Mom, it wasn't the lip gloss. It was you all along. See? That's the, the story has a moral. That's the lesson. <laughs> you don't need the lip gloss. Yeah. Oh, oh so I need the glad I was so able glad you to use that. the. That's what the B sides episode is for. When we forget something that just yes. should have been in the episode, we it's making amends. Yeah, yes. that was such a good pull. Yeah, Oof. we got we covered it now. We did lip gloss on music radio, so we've solved it. Yeah, we've solved Raygun season finale and series and finale. Done. That's <laughs> good. We're not even gonna finish this fucking <laughs> episode. Uh, no, we got more. We got more. Uh, so the next one, let me look at what episode this is for. Oh, this is your pick for a B-side to Funk 2. Oh, so, okay. This is... Freedom. Yes. Freedom is the group. Mm -hmm. Get Up and Dance. Mm -hmm. I did not know of this band or of this song until uh, Thanksgiving last year. Okay, I'd never heard of it. Either, and then I played the clip and I didn't recognize it. So please explain to me what we're about to see. Freedom say. is, they were pretty big 70s funk group. Mm-hmm. Not not really big, but they had like one or two big hits. B-list? Yes. Yeah. And I only knew it because they played this song on KCRW. The DJ on KCRW on Thanksgiving Day was like, Hey, I'm just going to play a bunch of music that my mama played while she was making Thanksgiving. And oh. so he was playing Chardet, mm-hmm. Anita Baker, Frankie Beverly Mays, Earth, Wind & Fire, Luther Vandross, and then he Kirk played music. Freedom. Kirk music. Yeah. I literally uh, uh, went on Instagram and mm-hmm. followed him and sent him a DM going, hey, man, you're fucking killing it tonight. <laughs> and he responded to me. He's like, hey, thanks, man. That means a lot. Well, while he was still doing yes. the show. Yeah. Uh, so cool. And then I was like, oh, funk. I want to put this on mm-hmm. because... Paul wants kazoos in his funk. <laughs> because Mandrill played kazoos yes. in the clip that I had in the original. And episode. the beginning of this is all kazoos. Kazoos. Yes. Yeah. So this is There freedom. was a moment when funk bands tried to make kazoos happen. And they make it really good here. And there's one moment in the song mm-hmm. that is a sampled from a band that you like, which I'll when it happens, I'll let you know. Sampled by a man. Sampled by a group that you like. Okay. So here we go with some kazoo. Yeah. (laughs) That was going to be the original title of this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I'm to introduce to you a bunch of wonderful guys. These guys are friends of mine. How about a warm welcome for freedom? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to play some fucking drum and kazoo before we start this song. This song's so good. I'm already 100% on board. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And dance. Just one of those big funk groups that has a ton of guys in it. Oh, this is right in the sweet spot of like definitely funk, but with a little bit of disco in yep. it, so it's like sort of happy and fun and not yeah. so spanky. It was like right before disco broke yeah. real big. And like, like Cool in the Gang yeah. style. Yeah. And it's just one of those like random funk bands that had a brief moment. Uh, so yeah, it's like ten, 10 guys. Probably some of them are, are, are siblings. Yeah, definitely. 
So I don't know much that much about him. I just remember I was like, oh my god, I love this song. And of course, saxophone. Saxophone. And trumpet. And kazoo. And kazoo. And drum. And then there's congos in the back. So yeah, it's a good like eight to ten guys. Yeah. When when you could do that. And once I started falling for the song, then I kind of started to hear people like, oh yeah, Freedom. Like, they were great. Really? Yeah, I never yeah. heard of Freedom. No, me neither. They were, they're, they're a bit of a deep cut. And, listen to this on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Oh, we will. And then I'm like, why? I've shame on me for not hearing and knowing of them earlier. Yeah. Because they're... And this is the song that the DJ played on yes. KCRW? Because I had to be like, what is this song? And it was the kazoos that did it for him. I was like, what do you mean you're playing kazoo to start a song? We're, bo- we're both going to have to make this a Thanksgiving tradition for the rest of our lives. <laughs> you play freedom. Know, what does this song have to do with Thanksgiving? And it's like, you always play Get Up and Dance on Thanksgiving. It's a thing. Yeah. Now you can trumpet Because that one DJ's mama played it on yes, Thanksgiving. Whose name I'm forgetting, but I'm sure if I looked him up again. But it was great. And it has that thing in the background where they're like, hey, it's a party, we're talking. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. So, Ooh, that's where that's from. Yes. Wait, what song is that? That's SWV's Everything. Oh, it's, it's. I think it might be from multiple things. Yeah, but that's the one I remember from. Yeah. That's where this that's, came from. Wow, I love when you hear samples yeah. like that. Yeah. I lost my shit when I yeah. I remember I was walking down the stairs and that happened. I was like, oh, that's from SWV. Yeah. Oh. And then I was like, well, now they're even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. And then they're going to fucking end with Kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is this moment when Funk decides, like, we're just, we're going to be 5% less cool <laughs> in order to have 5% more fun. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to whip out Kazoo's <laughs> at the beginning and, and we're gonna, end of the And song. we're going to smile and just be yeah. a little happier about yeah. it. Yeah. And just the, the recording of it, it fades out. It yeah. fades out with fucking Kazoo. Wow, I love a kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> kazoo and funk, man. Who knew? Yeah. Got uh, some good stuff. Okay, now let's do the B-side for our Julian Temple episode. Oh, yeah. With a very famous song by a very famous artist that deviates from Julian Temple's oove, I think. Like, yeah, this oh, is, 100%. This is not, well, except for maybe the fact that he did a Janet Jackson video in there. Yes, but even that, like, that was kind of like... Had a movie vibe and was kind of momentous. This yeah. is th- when I saw this, I was like, "This is weird," because it's Whitney Houston. Yeah, a big hit. I'm your baby tonight. Is this 90? 89, 90? This is 89, 90. This is 89, 90. Okay, I actually it might be 90. Yeah, I think. yeah. Uh, I lo- I would I love this song. I'm gonna go ahead and put this as a top five Whitney song for me. I hate this song. I think it typifies why I just can't get into Whitney Houston. Wow. Okay. Well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I'm curious to look at the video now through the lens of having looked at Julian Temple's videos and seeing what what seems like Julian Temple style and what seems like it deviates from Julian Temple style. There's going to be. I know exactly where you you're gonna. Go, that's Julian Temple. Yeah. And then everything else will seem like this seems like a Whitney Houston. Okay, let's see if I can do that then. But I was shocked that this was Julian Temple. Yeah. But then I think on the episode, we were all like, this is Julian Temple? He's everywhere. I do like this song. 
so overproduced. You're so overproduced. <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite you give good love, uh, but this is fucking great. It's rare when Whitney does an up-tempo song that works. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know. It doesn't hook me the way that uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody does. That's a great song. I, that, that's better than this, yeah. When I, I put this at number five. Easily number five. I just think that Whitney Houston has zero charisma. What the fuck is wrong with you? I just get nothing out of it. Oh. She's an icon. Yeah. <laughs> she's great. And she's casual here. She's, she's in jeans and a leather jacket. It's great. She's not wearing a gown. And then see she moves. She goes into a different... This feels a little Jillian Taylor. This is... Ve- this is... Yeah. yeah she's because of ABC and Janet Jackson. She's on stage at this sort of club... At this nightclub. And yeah. It's very Tony and everyone's wearing... Yes. It's kind of the 20s. This, yeah. this is the... Julian Temple is like, we're going to do a club. Yeah. And it's going to be the 20s. This is pure Julian yeah. Temple here. Looks like the Sade video. Yeah. Like the video. Exactly. The main difference is that the song sucks. <laughs> it's better than the Beatles. She's pulling a cane. I mean, she looks great, she looks but... great. I don't know, I just... Lady Houston doesn't do it for me, man. I understand. I know you like Mariah better. We've had this discussion. Oh, yeah. I think I'd like... Mar- Mariah has... Mariah has better songs and more songs that I like. Yeah. But just as an icon to me, I, maybe because Whitney was first. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what the fuck? I mean, I get that she's got a great voice. Yeah. I just think the hook in this song's kind of whack. But oh, she's doing uh, yeah. She's, they're doing the, the Supremes. Supremes, yeah. But they're all Whitney. Yeah, of course. Who else would they be? See, now that's the thing. It's a the whole video is it's a magic mirror, and she walks into the mirrors, yeah. and he goes into different time periods. But yeah, the vibe of like I'm the performer at the uh, on stage at the club performing yeah. for these people. That's Julian Temple. Very Julian. Yeah. This is a little bit more Technicolor than yeah. his. his uh, and I also got to think that this is like, this is Julian at his biggest and also like working with like the biggest diva, like even more yeah, than Janet. Yeah. Like there's no way there's anyone more. Now she's in like a, a beatnik club. Right. And Dude, seen her some dance. F- some fossy shit. You don't get to see her dance that much. She's not bad. Yeah, I don't think of her as a dancer. No, no. never. Actually, this is the cutest she's looked in the whole video. Yeah. She's got that black uh, outfit yeah. in. She can dance. She's not really known for it. She's not great at it, but she can kind of do it. Do you think she ever, like, pulled Julian aside? She was like, I just have to say, I love the video for Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. That was a masterpiece. What if she's like, this is why you're here. Yeah. You're here because, and then she's like, Breaking the Law, Breaking the Law, Priest. (laughs) And then Judas Temple goes, I love you. That would be amazing. Yeah. This is my favorite part, the mirror part. Oh, she can't. Is it broken? She what broke happened? through. Oh, she now she's going on a motorcycle. I. That is the first and only time Whitney Houston ever rode yes. a motorcycle. This video feels more Julian Temple to me than Johnny Gill's The Floor. But this part reminds me of The Floor more than anything else reminds me of The Floor. Because of the shadow dancer? 
Yeah, I guess, and just the fact that it's in the dark. Yeah. Did it make you enjoy the song anymore? Oh no, that's <laughs> terrible. No, it's a delight. But the video, I'm sure I saw the video before when not. I just like had VH1 on yeah. vaguely, but I never paid attention to it. So because you hate it, it was interesting to watch it. It was like okay, let's watch a Julian Temple video. So in your mind, you were watching a Julian Temple video, not a Whitney Houston video, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm a much bigger fan of Julian Temple. Yeah. Than- <laughs> you get it because we're both on record as not being that all about Beyonce. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I can see. I, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know who I would like more, Whitney or Beyonce. That's a good, that's a good one. I like Beyonce more than Whitney. It's hard to say because I grew up with Whitney, so I don't really... That's, I think that's a yeah. little bit of it, too. Is, yeah. I mean, of the divas and the 80s, 90s pop stars, Whitney is like my least favorite. Even I can, though I, I acknowledge that, that yeah. she's a mega talent. Yeah. And is a more talented singer than almost anyone. Yeah, by far. The songs just, you know. Don't do it for you. Just don't do it for me. I understand. Uh, Okay. The next clip is the B-side for the Rebel Girls episode. This is my pick. You didn't even try. (laughs) I literally just said, you got got this, this. exclamation point. So I really kind of wanted to do a true B-side. Well, I wanted to bring Bratmobile to uh to a rebel girls episode okay bratmobile is a is one of the like key riot girl bands uh who along with like bikini kill in the early okay. 90s washington riot girl scene headed by allison wolf and they're just a great band but there's like no video there are a couple clips of like amateur mm-hmm. video that was shot at concerts that like the sound is terrible and mm-hmm. they're not worth watching. So I can never find any Bratmobile. She was also in a band called Cold Cold Hearts, which is a great name. Good name. Yeah. Uh, but I went for one of her more recent projects. So this is Allison Wolf just a couple of years ago. Well, now that I'm looking at it, 2013. Oh gosh. It, to me, it's like real fresh yeah. and new, but it's they actually eight years old at this crazy. point. But this is a band, uh, Oh wait, no. I'm still looking at the at the music at the Whitney Houston video. This might be more 2016. Okay, not bad. But still, five years old already, and I still think of it as new. This is a band called Sex Stains. Sex Stains. So it's uh, they already don't exist anymore. Oh they my already God. broke up. But uh, Sex Stains. This is Allison Wolf of Bradmobile and Cold Cold Hearts, along with uh, I, and I've never heard of this person outside of the group, Mecca Vazi Andrews, who's a dancer choreographer. Okay. And they are the co the co lead singers. For sex stains. For sex stains. Okay. This is a song called Period Period. Genius. And I like this video. It's a cool song. And it's it's not so much punk or riot girl, but it's sort of it's a little punk, a little electro clash without the actual electro oh. electronic music. Okay. And I like the video because they shot it in the bathroom at the smell. Have you heard of the smell? No, what's the smell? So it's a punk it's a punk club in LA. Okay. I don't know if it's still after the hmm. pandemic pandemic if it still exists. But uh, that's where they shot the music video. Do you know where it is or was? Is it downtown? It smells downtown. Okay, think, yeah. figures, of course. Um and so this is my way of like, well, I can't have Bratmobile on the show, but I can have Allison Wolf on the mm-hmm. show by putting sex stains on here. That counts. And it still fits the theme. And you might like it better than anything Bratmobile. All right. Well, I mean, sex stains, period, period. I'm a fan of. So far, yes. Yeah. 
I'm kind of here for this. Yeah. The video's giving me seizures. I think it's supposed to, though. Yeah. It's so fast cut and... and Lights flashing. Also, Allison Wolf looking like a punk Lisa Loeb. She's, yes. I've always oh had, my a, God. had a, a crush great, on Allison Wolf. Great look. She's like middle-aged redhead with glasses. Yeah, it's a great who's look. Who's three times smarter than me. Yes. Yeah. She knows everything. We know nothing. Yeah. If this is the actual bathroom, this bathroom's great. It is. It, but it looks like it's it's calculatedly trying to yes. look like the CBGB's bathroom. Yes. It is beautiful, though. Like, it looks dirty, but it's actually clean. Yeah, exactly. So, which is very L.A. to me. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah. We have a punk at bathroom, but it's clean. Yeah. I don't hate this. It's a little all over the place for me, mm-hmm. but I definitely am not like, fuck this. Yeah. It's a little more dancey than yeah. your typical punk music, but... And honestly, full disclosure, uh-huh. Allison with glasses, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. It's, great. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a great look. And not that the other woman doesn't also look great, but I yeah. don't really, I'm not familiar with her. Yeah. And I haven't had a crush on her for like more than 20 years the <laughs> yeah. way I have with Allison. Oh, that's, that's, such it. A, that's such a Paul song. That's it, man. I was like, three minutes, we're done. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah. It's about as long as the band existed, too. I can't believe they the formed band's in like 2016 done. and they're already done. Wow. Yeah. That was a good pull for that for that topic. Yeah. I, I just wanted Allison Wolf on a, the Rebel Girls B-side, so. Mission accomplished. Yeah. I was like, Kirk might like this on some I level. don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate I like her. Uh, we got one B-side left. Can yeah. you believe it? One more clip left in season seven. And then we're done forever. We've been working on this season for almost two years. And guys, it took a while. And the show has not existed for even five years yet. <laughs> it's crazy. Season seven was epic. <laughs> it was a lot. Thanks, coronavirus. <laughs> Hooray. The last B-side is the Neo Soul B-side. Even that seems like a million years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, the yeah. Neo Soul. So, I felt like when we did the Neo Soul, I was like, you know what? I didn't give enough love to Raphael Sadiq. You brought up Raphael Sadiq a few times. I brought him up a few times. Yeah. And then he was... We put him in for Lucy Pearl. Right, because he was in that super group. the super group. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know what? The more I listened to that podcast with, with uh, uh, drummer, guy, Questlove, yeah, um, yeah. the more I'm like, oh, yeah, he really kind of was almost the forefather of Neo yeah, Soul. He just happened to be in the New Jack Swing era. Yeah, that's the thing for me being, a, you know, super filthy casual mm. uh, fan of this music to me Raphael and I don't even know his name yeah but he's the guy from Tony 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 yeah and so I just know it feels good by Tony Tony which Tony is which great. is decidedly not Neo Soul no that is a new jam but by the time yeah. their third album came out yeah uh, if I had no loot it, that was like like pre-Neo Funk they just didn't call it Neo Funk back then yeah and so I was like I wanted to show some more love and then I was like also hey Q-Tip was a part of it so let's have Raphael Sadiq and Q-Tip do a joint. Yeah. So he formed a super group with Alicia Heed Muhammad. Yeah. He had Q-Tip feature on one of his songs. Yes. What's the matter with Fife, Raphael? You got... Where's yeah. Fife Dog? I don't know what happened to Fife. <laughs> but this is Get Involved. Yeah. But this is a one-off single because it was a single for... 
Eddie Murphy had an animated series called the PJs. The PJs. This is from the PJs. Oh, the, the it wasn't animated. It was claymation. If it was animated, I may have watched it. It was claymation. Okay, that's I what it was. Can't deal with this. Creeps me yeah. out. Clayma- I, claymated. Early 2000s yes. Fox series. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so this was a song from it. Yeah. And this is a great song. I didn't know they had original music. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And everyone's got a TV for Ed. Ooh. S-A-double-D-I-Q. Yo, we want to get involved with you. Q-tip is so cool. So, this was right around the time that I was discovering a tribe called Quest. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. TV heads. Yeah, TV heads. Yeah. That finger symbols just kills me every time. He's, he's got a bit of uh, Stevie Wonder quality yeah. to his voice. Definitely. Oh, yeah, his voice definitely is. And then we, now you're gonna have a girl sing in this one point after this verse. But it's not Dawn from Invo. No, of course not, because they hate each other. Yeah. Is it, but this is this is post Lucy Pearl. That was 2001, right? Lucy Pearl was 2000. 2000. Yeah. So it was right around the same time. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Wait. Uh, Who is that? Do we know? I don't know. I think it's just a. I think it's just a backup singer. Yeah. For a second, I thought it was Raphael singing with more of a falsetto. It could be part of it, and then yeah. with a, a female singer. And guys playing basketball with television heads. It's a statement. What is it stating? That there's a show on TV called The Peaches <laughs> that's on Fox. Okay. Oh, one of one of the TVs very quickly had a PJ yeah, character. It does that in the video. So it'll have Raphael singing. You'll get Q-tip eventually, and they'll show little PJ ones. Yeah. Uh, this is a little. This isn't a deep cut, but it wasn't. It wasn't huge. No. Here we go. Yeah, Q-tip. Q-tip just can rap on anything. Yeah, and I love the like the weird TV shape. Well, it's just a throwback now. All yeah. these uh, tube style TVs, yeah. you know. See, now you're getting a little oh, promo for the PJs. Yeah. Never saw one second of the PJs. Oh no. I heard it got like I know it got really good reviews and stuff. Yeah. I just like I don't like animation or claymation. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of animation at all, and, and actively am bothered by claymation. <laughs> This was not for you. It was like one of those things where Eddie Murphy voiced like the whole thing. Oh, like Clump style? Yeah. yeah. He voiced it all. And then got Raphael so and Q-Dip to do their like song. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And it ends on a good note. Ends on, oh, finger the finger symbols. Ends on finger symbols. Ends on finger symbols. We got to do a finger symbols episode. I want to do a finger symbols, a tambourine, and a woodblock. All set three different episodes? Yes. Okay, yeah. I don't know if we can yeah. find it. That'd be a tough pull. 
percussion where maybe we have one of each. Oh, we but, probably can make it easier to do it as but, percussion. But I, no, I like the stretch. I, I like the, the challenge. stretch. Can we get ten, ten wood, finger symbols episodes? Ten finger symbols uh, clips. Ten wood uh, wood block. That one's easier. That is actually that easier. And tambourine is almost yeah, too easy. Exactly. Yeah. The finger symbols would be tall. Yeah, and it would have to really feature the finger symbols. Yeah, I mean, no, so I, I, oh, and I want to do a Glockenspiel episode. <laughs> that was almost too obvious, Paul. <laughs> like you're just gonna be basic about it. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's the end of. Our, our B-Sides 7 episode is the end of our 7th season. <laughs> Crazy. Took a while. We did it. I'm ready to break off a new season. Start something fresh oh, next yeah. time. Got something nice a, for you. A new block yeah. of episodes. Uh, but this has been an epic journey. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Through a pandemic. Yeah. Music Raygun never slowed down. We don't fucking die. Through a global viral pandemic. Fuck COVID. Yeah. Absolutely fuck COVID. Yeah. And I think... This next season will take us to our fifth anniversary. Oh, I can't wait. And our 100th episode. Oh, the 100th. So we've got another epic season coming up. Tears will happen. It hasn't all been planned, but no. we know some of the things that are coming up. we got some good stuff yeah. coming up. But that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for joining us for Music Raygun. Music Raygun is co-hosted and co-produced by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed. Check out his stuff on bandcamp.com. His name is spelled B-A-G-W-E-E-D. Until next time, see ya!